1: What's up, listeners? Welcome to the Roto-Grinders NBA Morning Grind Thursday edition. I'm Justin Carlucci, a.k.a. The Looch, alongside of Will Priester, the Chief, Chief Justice 06. What's going on, Will? Good to be back on here with you to uh, start
0: closing out the week here. Yeah, man. Bubble Brothers podcast. Get teed up. Plenty of shenanigans today. Only four games. Give us some slack. Uh, Let us let us do our thing, please. If we go down a couple rabbit holes, it's just four games. We we promise to get you the information. This might be the most informative podcast yet, considering we have so much time to dabble through with these uh, and go down these rabbit holes. I'm I'm pretty excited about this one, considering it's four games. It's four games, but it's it's a hell of a mess for four games. (laughs) Well, it's a mess every day at this point. I know. You just figure,
1: well, the less games, the less news you need. You're wrong, wrong. We're still going to be waiting right before lock to see what's going on here. Of course, Giannis is the big question mark. If he will play, nobody knows. And they're playing Atlanta. So you're talking about a team that loves to get scored on is the Atlanta Hawks. Anyway, check out rotogrinders.com. MLB is in full swing. Of course, NASCAR. NASCAR. We're doing our thing here for NBA, PGA, Postmasters. We just got it all going on. You do a card show, Will. I know it's, uh, you know, with Top Shot. Top Shot kind of changed the game a couple months ago. And, you know, that that's a good uh, – some good stuff you guys got going on there too. So whatever you need, Roto Grinders, has you covered. Man, I'm just looking at some Wednesday night NBA stuff here before we uh, trickle into the four-gamer for Thursday tell you what we talked about the lack of Kelly Oubre and what that does to Steph Curry's per minute ratios man did he go off the other night against Denver and he had 11 threes on Wednesday night 42 real points probably not going to play the fourth quarter as we speak because they're up by like 40
0: I mean why (laughs) don't run him out and get your guy hurt when you may actually make it into the playoffs
1: anyway Steph Curry without Kelly Oubre is certainly a thing. Check out the on-off splits. It's just another big usage guy out. Listen, some of the stuff Curry's been hitting has been ridiculous. Some of these shots he's taken, he's, un- he's been unconscious. But the usage has absolutely been there for sure, the usage bump. We are seeing new Steph Curry without Kelly Oubre. And you know we'll have to keep an eye on that because Golden State's on the Thursday card too. But Steph Curry is, is the guy I wanted to bring up first. And Wednesday was a little bit of a disappointing build for me. You know, I had some duds, some Clippers value didn't work out for me. But, uh, you know, can't complain. Got to pick yourself up, move on. And uh, as we speak, the Wizards-Kings game, you know, very high total there between those teams. It seems like there's going to be some good fantasy results out of that game as expected.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think last I checked, Russell Westbrook was kind of uh, teeing off in the first quarter. Not sure where he is now. I haven't checked Um, But clearly if he stays on that pace, that will put him at a hundred fantasy points. I don't think he gets to a hundred fantasy points folks, but uh, you know, he's still, I mean, he's going to have a fantastic game, even if he just keeps this very basic pace. I will say this sneakily, Daniel Tice is like destroying slates at the low three K range on DK, put up another roughly 30 fantasy points tonight or close to it. Um, If he still stays in the three K range folks, I don't I don't think Chicago's on this slate but just keep an eye out for that. I've been playing Daniel Ty so much, but because he's not popular, I think they're just not moving the needle on his price. He's pretty much a value play every day at this point until they bring his price up. Just wanted to point that out because I I played him again today. Another 30 fantasy points just I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, and we don't victory lap on this podcast, but every now and then we pat ourselves on the back a little bit here. I was calling the Daniel Tice thing, and yeah, we've had some volatile results, but last week I saw Daniel Tice getting some mega minutes. Now, Even Kobe White at his price eventually is going to have his game. You know, they yeah. kind of condensed that rotation. We talked about them weeding some guys out, and yeah, Daniel Tice finding a nice little niche there in Chicago. Boston's really missing his presence inside. I'm a little
0: surprised that he's gone. Are you? Well, I mean, I, 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 I think it's opened it up for Robert Williams. I, I, think, I think if you wanted to unleash Robert Williams, you had to get rid of him. They still have Tristan Thompson, who's kind of their second guy off the bench. They also picked up... Um, what's the other guy that was in Washington? Um, he was also in, I think, Mo Wagner. They've got Mo Wagner there as well. So I think... I think they felt like if they wanted to take the Robert Williams experiment to the next level, uh, Daniel Tice had to go. And then, you know, they also picked up Evan Fournier, who when he comes back to Boston, if he can get healthy, get conditioned, you know, he's been out, I think, for COVID. Um, If that's the case, they've got another guy that can score a few buckets down the stretch. So maybe they are missing him some, but I I, I think they wanted to see what they had in Robert Williams officially. And there's no way they could do that with Daniel Tice on the team.
1: I just think it's a weird time to do that. I mean, they're in the playoff run, obviously, Danny Ainge and, and Stevens. Want, need, they pretty much need that team to compete, or there's going to be a very unhappy, passionate Boston fan base. Weird dynamic with Boston. You know, up and down season, it sounds stupid, but ever since Al Horford left town, I just feel like that lack of presence. And I hope it is Robert Williams, because he is good. He is good. And uh, Boston plays the Lakers on Thursday's card, so that's relevant information because we have Andre Drummond on the Lake Show now. We'll go off on our little tangents at the end of this, so let, let's hop into this. 7.30 game is Milwaukee and Atlanta Chief. and the good thing is we will get Giannis news because it's the first game, you know, barring something crazy. Usual suspects, right? I mean how many times we've talked about when Giannis is out, it's, it's, it's the same, same stuff here. You know, you just have to be aware of your price points and what you're looking at here. So uh, Milwaukee, you know, what, what are your thoughts here with, with the Bucks? They're obviously an integral piece of this four gamer.
0: I mean, is Giannis going to play? Is Giannis not going to play? That is the question. Um, if he's out, then, you know, we're going to get access to some guys that, we probably otherwise wouldn't have access to Um, like Bobby Portis may start again, maybe Uh, put up 34 fantasy points on FanDuel, he's 6K now. So not quite as easy of a plug and play, but he was 41, 42, even that 5K range. Uh, Chris Middleton, another one, he put up 47 today, 7,800. He'll still squarely be in play. Uh, Drew Holiday has been up, priced up now down to 8,400. He put up 32. No, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah. He put up 32 today, uh, but I'm still not worried about it. He's still got, you know, meat on the bone when it comes to his upside. But he's probably the odd man out because of the pricing. Divincenzo, you know, he played 23 minutes. Uh, Connaughton's playing minutes now. You know, he played 21 minutes. I think we'll just have to see what happens with Giannis. That's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. See what you did there. Yeah, Middleton has
1: has, has awoken. Awakened. He's awake. Chris Middleton's alive. He, he he has risen. What do you want me to say? Last two games, you know, he's played under thirty minutes and his DK per minute output. He has over forty DK points in what twenty seven minutes one game and uh, filling up the peripherals a little bit here. Just seemed like for a while he just, it wasn't performing without Giannis. That like we've seen him in the past, and we've seen Drew Holiday out of his games. We've seen both of them have duds without Giannis from time to time. God, I don't want to label a blowout here, but you never know. Because on the flip side, Trey Young is questionable too. So that's another big piece to this. And if those Bucks stars play and Trey Young doesn't play, this thing could get out of hand pretty quickly. And I, I, I hate taking blows into consideration, especially with how volatile the NBA has been this year. But on a four-gamer – especially if you're multi-entering or or just correlating your lines. You're going to have to take some stands. So either you think this game's close or it's not is going to be a big way, I think, of how you build. Because if you think this game is close, depending on who plays, obviously there's a bunch of guys with uh, usage bump situations if Giannis is out and if Trey Young is out. I will say on DraftKings, though, we finally have appropriate pricing for a lot of these supporting cast players around Giannis. I mean, we're talking about Bobby Portis now is at 6,800. We're, we're getting up there. I will say this, though. Much like Middleton, the last two games the Bucks played in were complete blowouts. They beat Minnesota by 25. In that game, Bobby Portis played just 25 minutes and put up 33 DK points. Then they played at Orlando on the 11th. They won by 37. And Bobby Portis had 34 DK points in 23 minutes. Maybe, maybe we see a little bit of sticker shock at Bobby Porters at 6,800. I mean, we're getting up there.
0: We're getting up yeah, there. Yeah, I don't I don't think you can play him at that price unless everybody's out. Um I, I'm not even gonna play him at six K on FanDuel. I think I mean, well, it's four games, maybe, but he, he's still close to a fade, I think, at that price. Close at six K. Not completely, but I mean, you got you know, Isaiah Hartenstein who's priced up as well. And I'm not trying to skip games. I'm just saying, looking on FanDuel at what we have in that range, you know, Harrison Barnes is 5,800. Well, we know he's going to play his 35 minutes, every game. So I think we'll just kind of have to see, like you said, how how the slate shakes out and that'll probably help us determine how, what we want to do. So on the Atlanta side, if Trey Young is out,
1: we know John Collins is still out. Bogdanovich, I'm going to look up his usage bump as we speak, but he's 7,200 on DK. What are your thoughts on this? It's hard to say right now, not knowing who's in and who's out, but let's just assume Giannis is out. I don't see a reason for him to play tomorrow. And let's assume that Middleton and Drew play. Do you, I think that's my favorite likely scenario as of right now. What are your thoughts on that?
0: I, well, I, I think these coaches are going to do some dumb stuff where if they know Trey Young is sitting and they know <laughs> – you know, they already know John Collins is out and they know Gallinari is going to play, then I think mysteriously, uh, DiVincenzo is going to end up on the injury report with the hip. And, uh, you know, Chris Middleton is going to end up on the injury report with the foot. And, And Drew will end up on the injury report with the back. And all of a sudden, we've got a true scrubs on scrubs game mostly. And then that changes the whole slate yet again because now you got Nawara... You get, well, like you said, they they priced him up, but on FanDuel, you know, Noor is going to be uh, – did they move him? Jeez. He's going to be 4400 which is kind of still in play. You know, Tanasis. well, he's 5 k now, so he's kind of priced up enough. Uh, Connaughton's going to be $4,200. DiVincenzo – well, DiVincenzo may not play. And then you'll have Jeff Teague and Forbes. So I, I don't know, but it, it – you know – I think this is one of those ones where the coaches play a little bit of chess and if they figure out Trey Young's out and all these other guys, then mysteriously all the other Milwaukee starters may end up with a uh, phantom injuries.
1: Yeah, very, it could very well be the case and it's tough with this basically 24-hour gap from when we record, as, as we've said in the past. But uh, yeah, I mean... I looked at our IQ tool and over the past two weeks without Giannis, you know, we've seen typical bumps, you know, Chris Middleton sports a 31% usage over the last two weeks. That's a four and a half percent usage bump than his season average. 1.20 DK points per minute, which I think he's finally, I think he's playing a little bit better than he was earlier in the sample size. As we've seen in the last two games, and filling up the box score a little bit more perhaps being a little bit more aggressive and I don't want to say more useful during his time on the court, but you know, perhaps, Uh perhaps he needs to carry the load a little bit more for Milwaukee and he knows it. So that's good to see. And now drew holiday 3% usage bump over the last two weeks. And now that's not surprising, but it's good to validate that these guys still are getting the offensive usage increase as Middleton was before drew holiday's arrival in Milwaukee last year. Of course, you got some other guys in the mix now. Jeff Teague you know, get some run every now and then, depending on who's out. And I think you brought it up last week on one of the podcasts when Giannis was out. Brooke Lopez is like this GPP killer because he's, he's probably fourth fiddle even with Giannis out. Not, just kind of slowing down a little bit, but he has those games, and he is a threat to go seven times value whenever Giannis doesn't take the court. I mean, it's 5,100 on DK. If You, if yeah. you said he's you said you seven times value without Giannis? He's
0: 49 on FanDuel.
1: Ah oh, man. I, see, now we're getting into that territory where I, I, I got to 48,
0: go. excuse me. 40, and he put up 40 today in 22 minutes against Minnesota. 40. Now, That's part cool. of that was two blocks, two steals, but he had 18 points, eight rebounds. So on DK, he was two rebounds away from the bonus, only playing 22 minutes. And that's fine because he will have those games with multiple stocks. He'll have those games. Like
1: I don't mind, like I don't mind projecting a little bit of garbage points in with a guy like Brooke Lopez because he gets those. You know, he has that upside. What do you think of
0: Pat Connaughton in this game? I almost feel like they view Pat Connaughton as like a true rotation piece. Even when all the guys are out, he still doesn't play thirty minutes. So I, it's it's he, they, they've got him in a true rotation piece role. no matter what the scenario you're only playing 20 to 25 minutes it's
1: such a weird situation to project him in because the past couple of years we've seen him have 40 plus fantasy point games we've, yeah. we've seen him go off but I feel
0: like he, he's just limited this year you're right check this out I know we didn't do our uh our standings review but don't look now the Celtics are in fifth place we talked about this they're in fifth place now, seven and three in their last ten. And I remember us talking about how you can can really get a jump when when if you go last ten, if you can go at least six and four every ten games, seven and three. I mean, you're getting good. Eight and two, you're getting into that elite category of making up room or, or making up uh, games behind the standings. Don't look now, the Celtics are five one four in a row. Atlanta's won three in a row. Um, the Sixers have won three in a row. They're six and four in their last 10. The Nets are seven and three only because they lost tonight, clearly, uh, to the Sixers. Uh, the Heat are six and four in their last 10, and they're, they're sixth. Uh, the Knicks secretly won four in a row. They're five and five in their last 10 now, have hopped up to the seventh spot. And then my Hornets have lost three in a row. You see what that's done to their record now. They were up in that fifth seed, four or five area, and now they're in the eighth seed, with Indiana two uh, one and a half games behind playing right now. So, you know, the Hornets, it looks like man, we're faltering at the end, have lost a lot of bodies, but did kind of want to go over that review because I think that's really important to look at how teams are going to strategize and play. The Bucks are still four and a half games ahead of the Hawks. The Hawks are full game ahead of the Celtics. The Heat are a half game behind the Celtics and they're playing tonight. So there's a lot of moving and shaking between four and eight uh, currently in the East in the Western conference. uh, The Jazz are, you know, 41, 15, they're ahead. Suns 39 and 15 Clippers 39 and 18. They're eight and two in their last 10. So, and remember, I talked about this last week, Luch, when I said, if the Clippers could pull off that win in the head-to-head against the Suns, look out. And and now they're only one and a half games back with the win that they got tonight. One and a half games back off the Suns. They could end up in the two seats still. Still got time to get there. Um, you know, the Nuggets, they're playing tonight. Lakers have... Are six and four in their last 10, which is fantastic considering they, they've uh, lost, you know, have, have a lot of guys out. Blazers 31 and 23 in the six spot. Mavs are six and four in their last 10, 29 24. And the Grizzlies out of nowhere, AFC 27 and 25. And did the Spurs, I think the Spurs just lost again tonight. Is that the case? Uh, I think they did. Um, the Warriors have won two in a row 26 and 28 could still sneak into the playoffs. They're definitely in the playing game. So I'm trying to keep everybody up to date on this if you're not looking at it yourself. I, these standings, in my opinion, are very important with about four and a half weeks of basketball left to play.
1: So so back, yes, the Spurs lost tonight, by the way. So let me backtrack quick. Where is Atlanta in the playoff picture in the East right now? Four. We-
0: Trey Young. They've won seven. They've won seven. They're seven and three in their last ten. And Trey hasn't even played the last two games. I was going to say Trey Young is gotta be still hurt if he
1: doesn't suit up Thursday against the Bucs in a pretty big borderline as big of a regular season game as you're gonna get in April, you know, all things considered. Not do yeah. or die, but you know Trey Young is banged up if he's not playing. And then if he plays, you gotta wonder, okay, is he is he close to hundred percent? I what? Those are the things you got to start thinking about, he popped up on the injury report 24 hours ahead of time, right? So it's not just like, yeah. well, he's got a stomach ache or something. I wouldn't be surprised to see Trey sit tomorrow. And yeah, then you got to start looking at prices and you got to weigh in who's playing well. You know, Brian Goodwin saw a lot of minutes the last couple of games, did very well uh, yeah. fantasy points wise. He did hit like 60 to 70% of his shots from the floor, which worries me a little bit. But. Yeah. You know, he's below 5K on DK. I don't mind Goodwin. Milwaukee plays fast. They're not as good defensively without Giannis. I'm sure he'll garner ownership if Trey Young sits. A Bogdanovich, to me, on DK at 7,200. And he's pretty much the same price on FanDuel. Not much more. So. To me, to, okay, that's good to know. To me, he is not a one-off. Because at that price, you need a close game. So you I, I'm running someone back with Bogdanovich. I'm, I'm using at least one or two guys from Bucks. if I'm you know, if I'm playing a guy in Atlanta thats 7200 you need that game to be close. In my opinion, I don't think you can one off that game. then you're you know Bogdanovich is one of the key components of keeping that game close then you're thinking okay one of these high usage increase guys Drew Holiday or Middleton probably doing their thing too in a competitive game. So that's just my thought. I like Bogdanovich, but I don't like playing him alone tomorrow. And I know he's going to be one of the more intriguing pieces because this is an Atlanta team without John Collins, without Kamridge, without DeAndre Hunter. You know, Clint Capella, been great. Been really good on the glass all year. You know, I I don't know. He's just a guy who can't create his own offense. So how much does Trey Young off the court, does that hurt Clint Capella? Does it help Clint Capella? Or
0: is it indifferent? What do you think about that, Chief? Oh, uh, that's something and that, that's usually those are usually nuggets that I know right away. So good. Good question. Uh, you got me stumped. We'd have to pull it up in court IQ while we're. While well, yeah, live I got here. it. I got it. But let, let, let me plug this in. I think you said something at the beginning of this whole uh, rabbit hole. that This is our first rabbit hole, ladies and gentlemen, uh, on a four game slate. I think you said something really important. If Trey doesn't play, he's definitely hurt. Here's why. The Hawks right now are in, still in a home court advantage slot currently. With the Celtics nipping at their heels, the Celtics are only a game behind. Atlanta's 30 and 25. The Celtics are 29 and 26. If the Celtics win and Atlanta loses tomorrow, they're essentially, now they're, now they're in a tiebreaker situation. So Atlanta needs to keep winning to stay in a home court advantage situation. And I know you're probably saying whether or not they're not really fans there. Unless they're going to play in a bubble, Atlanta actually does have fans in their stadium right now, in their, in their arena. Not full capacity, but they do have fans in the arena. This is a, this is a more critical game than we think tomorrow. Uh, I think more so because of the Celtics on their heels versus them playing the butts. Uh, th- this, is, this is a big game for this franchise. Big game.
1: And just looking at some numbers here, this season, without John Collins, without Trey Young, without Cam Reddish, and without DeAndre Hunter on the court, uh, Clint Capella gets a 1.8% usage bump. Nothing crazy, but it, he's not getting crushed, you know, without Trey Young, which is good to know. We know a lot of Capella's games, that pick and roll, and, and you know, he gets a lot of his points cleaning up, though, too. So, um, I think Capella, as far as numbers are concerned, is still in play. But, again, he's a guy that I'm not one-offing. Like, if I'm playing this game, if I'm ha- having exposure to this game and in, in my lineup, I'm having exposure to this game in my lineup, if you know what I'm saying. Um, I, you know, I, on the flip side, it's kind of tough to even – if you play Drew and Middleton together, and they're both fairly high-priced, It's hard to be optimal. You need both of them to crush. It it could happen. Even Bobby Porter, 6,800. You play Drew at, what, 80-something. You You need a fourth quarter, probably. I mean, you could do damage in three quarters, but both of them probably won't do enough where they both – have the little fire emoji on DK. So I, what I'm getting at is I think if you're playing this game, I think you're playing this game on both sides. I, th- I think you have to, especially in a four-game slate. It's tough to one-off. And, and I, I will give you – I'll pass the mic back to you in one second. But my last uh, little call-out in this game is uh, Danilo Gallinari' status is interesting too because if he's out, they're, oh, even, yeah. they're even more shorthanded if he's out, which means I'm pretty much going to probably smash button Bogdan and then – hope, the game, hope he, he goes nuclear, keeps the game closed, and gets some yeah. walkie exposure. But if, if Gellinari plays, I mean, 27% usage guy this year, almost 300 minutes, you know, about about a fan duel point per minute. And I'm sure he's over one on DKA. Yeah, he's just over one DK point per minute uh, this year. So, I mean, if the guy plays 30 minutes, he has a chance to crush at 5,400 as well, too. So keep an eye on his status.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. What else you got, or you want to bring us into our next one? Man, let's go, Golden State, Cleveland. I think this one might might have a few hiccups as well.
1: It, it certainly could be, for for many reasons. Cleveland's been on the injury report frequently the last four weeks, and Golden State on a back to back. Steph Curry has been absolutely nuclear, been going crazy the past couple of games without Kelly Oubre. So let me go back to the well, Chief.
0: Do you still have the NBA standings up and? Where are the Golden State Warriors? I've got a specific tab on my computer that does not uh, minimize. I keep the standings up from here through the through the end until the playoff start at this point. Uh, Golden State Warriors sitting in 10th, which means absolutely nothing because they're at 26 and 28 and the eighth seed is at 27 and 25. This could easily go a few different ways. The problem is, like we talked about, last 10 games is very important. Warriors are four and six in their last 10, but they've won two in a row. And tomorrow they get another pretty good matchup that they should win. They beat Cleveland, they'll be five and five. Now they're 27 and 28. They're probably going to move to the nine spot. They're getting close, Luch. that they're getting close to uh, physically hitting the eight seed. The problem is they're still going to have to play in. So as long as they stay within striking distance, they're fine. Um, But, but yeah, that's where they are currently.
1: Yeah, and keep in mind, if you're looking at the box score from Wednesday, the Golden State won by 36. They put up 147 on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Steph Curry had 42 real points, 11 threes in 29 minutes. I'm oddly
0: unconscious. Enough, oddly, unconscious.
1: Oddly enough, the only starter to play 30 minutes was Draymond because usually he's wow. the, the most. Um Draymond dropped a 12-10 and 16 line with three steals and two blocks. Ooh, he filled it
0: up. Wow. So that's he the, had a big game. That's a Draymond. Man, thing. yeah, that I mean that's vintage Draymond. And he's done that two games in a row now cuz he he had a he had a similar stat line against Denver. So, um Wow, big time performance for him.
1: Oh, for sure. I think we need to plug Kent Baysmore. Uh, he's appropriately priced, maybe even a little underpriced for the, the court time he's seeing. He's inconsistent, so it makes it tough. He's 4,900 in DK, 5K on FanDuel. So we're right there. 32 minutes against Houston a couple of days ago. Took nine shots, 29 DK points. 35 minutes against Denver, 23 dk points. Okay, you know, we could live with it. Probably won't probably won't take anything down with that. Um, but again, against Oklahoma City, he had 15-2 two and 2 in 21 minutes. So assuming this game's close, he probably plays close to 30. Uh Kemp Baysmore on a short slate, I think. You know, depending on what's whatever he is, I'm assuming small forward on FanDuel, he might garner more ownership if if the position is less attractive over there. He's small forward only on DK, but I'm definitely still going to consider Baysmore. Who knows? I mean, is there any chance Curry or Draymond sit on the second leg of a back-to-back chief, or do you think they're all systems go, let's clean up and try to get a win over Cleveland?
0: But if they want to, if they want to get into the playoffs, just do what you did tonight. Play, play Curry and Draymond in the first three quarters. Take care of business. It's something my high school coaches tell me all the time. You want the bench players to play more minutes? Go ahead and take care of business. So we can play these bench players. Give them, give them more court time. You know, get them pumped up. Let them feel good about you know being on the team. Not that if you sit on the bench, you know you don't feel good about being on the team. But listen, you make the team. You want to have court time. You want to play. So take care of business, and then let's get these secondary guys their Twenty five minutes of fame, and, and move on. Suddenly, the Cavaliers have a healthy front
1: court. And now Colin Sexton and Darius Garland are getting these – I don't even know. Maybe they're phantom toe injuries or whatever. Yeah. Colin Sexton missed Wednesday's game. Uh, Garland did play. So now now the Cavaliers have a healthy front court. I mean, all the bodies are there now. You have yeah. Hardenstein, Prince, Nance, Dean Wade, and, of course, our beloved Kevin Love, who ever – Jared saved. Allen. And Jared Allen. So – yeah, and don't, don't forget have, about him. And, yeah, you know, you have Osman hanging around on the bench. who's pretty much phased out at this point. So yeah. the, the Cavaliers are tough. I will say. Dean Wade. Is that Kansas State? Is that Dean Wade, Kansas State? Is that where he went?
0: Uh, ah, wow. <laughs> anyway. you challenging yeah. me on this one. Usually I know these answers. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold well, on. Well, while you're looking that up the moral of this yes is. that is kansas state dean way okay you usually i know these answers like right off the top of my head but that one hey it's it's been a long day chief <laughs> <Been> <laughs> a long
1: day. so what i'm saying when yeah,
0: you're, is... you're getting dean way kansas state nuggets you're you know you're on the bubble brothers podcast folks welcome
1: welcome 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 aboard for those who are just tuning in anyway got a lot of got a lot of bodies here now in cleveland I wouldn't be surprised to see our boy Kevin Love sit on the second leg. I just wouldn't be surprised to see it. For me, I just think there's still too many of them. Too many many cooks in the kitchen in this one, I think. Are you playing anyone from this game? If if, if everyone's healthy, how do you even pick? I mean, if you're not multi-entering, it's a pass for me, I think.
0: So I'm going to get out these duel prices. Hartenstein is $6,100. That's just a no-no with all these guys back. Because you got to think, it's not just just Kevin Love being back. Nance, Hartenstein, Love, Dean Wade, Jared Allen. It's it's logjam, man. I can't do it. Cleveland feels like the team on this slate that I'm kind of going to X out currently unless we see that uh, we have more people out. So, like, if if Kevin Love sits and Larry Nance sits because he's just coming back, uh, you know, if if Jared Allen sits, which Jared Allen was out because of a concussion, and he's young. So, I don't see why they would sit him in this spot unless it's just a conditioning thing. Um, yeah, I'm kind of out on all these Cleveland players because they should get blown out, essentially. They don't have a bad team, but they're not going to the playoffs, and I don't think – they they want to go to the playoffs. Like they, they're already at the bottom of the barrel. Just get in the K Cunningham sweepstakes. That's that that's what everybody's doing at the bottom. They're they're just hopping in the K Cunningham sweepstakes and and see if they're gonna get that that lucky lottery draw.
1: Now, in terms of roster construction, it, it gets tricky because on DK you have Curry at 10 six now. Ten five on FanDuel. So we're close. We're close. Yeah he is the usage guy on Golden State. He makes the bus go. Can you play Curry alone? I mean, like, if you have mentioned blowout. If this game blows out, it's probably because Curry
0: scored 40 real points again, right? Because who else is going to do it? Who yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's the key. Like, we've seen this now in Denver, and then we've seen it with this most recent game. They were up by 40, and he still put up 60. What if Cleveland hangs around a little bit longer than anticipated? I mean, now he could be pushing for 65-ish, 70. And I don't i don't think that's an exaggeration because uh, I wonder how many times he shot the ball tonight. I mean, he took at least he, – he hit he hit 11 three-pointers, so he shot probably at least 20 times minimum. Yeah, he shot I, 20 times. Look, look at that. Man, I've been doing this a while. I can just do that stuff in my head. So think about it. He's probably going to take at least another 20 shots – and if he's dialed in from deep, he's going to keep rolling.
1: And that was in 29 minutes. He took 20 shots uh, in 29 minutes, uh, six rebounds, eight assists. So uh, you know Curry didn't even crack 30. So he had the, he took the fourth quarter out. He basically had injury man injury load management in this game by just playing three quarters. So we'll see you again tomorrow, Curry. And if Giannis is out, I mean, there's one less guy to pay. And if Trey Young is out, I mean, we're talking
0: two studs on this four-gamer that are off the table. So I, I will tell you this. I am I have a basketball tournament I'm going to this weekend, so I don't, I'm not sure how much uh, NBA I'm going to be investing in. I'm absolutely going to heavy multi-enter this slate. Like, this is the one, if you nail the locks, if you just nail the locks, at the end of the night, you've got a shot. It'll take a little bit of luck to get all the way to the top. I, I, I'll never... In all my years at DFS, I've always had the same philosophy. It takes skill to make money. It takes luck to get to the top. A little bit of luck. That's well put. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to absolutely hammer multi-entering on this slate. I don't even think I'm going to do a single entry build. I think I'm just going to solely focus on that and let the good times roll. Um, I I think this is the slate to do it on. and, And I know it's four games. But with all the things that are going to happen, you're going to have a chance to, I think, take some massive stands in some unique places. Well, let's keep on then. We got two more games, the Lakers and the
1: Celtics, who we talked about recently. And
0: Boston-Atlanta playing the same day is huge, by the way. I know we've already emphasized that. But these teams playing on the same day is huge. Atlanta's motivated to keep this home court advantage. I can tell you that right now.
1: So what's your initial thought of this game with Boston and, and L.A.? Talk to me about this one. I mean, first gut reaction to hearing that matchup might not be pretty, but on a four-game slate, you know, you kind of have to take everybody into account here. And Boston's one of those teams, Chiefs, when they're fairly healthy, and it looks like Evan Fournier is out, but, you know, between Kemba, Tatum, Jalen Brown – and of course, Marcus Smart, the ultimate GPP weapon. You never know; he
0: was dropping <laughs> a forty-five bomb. The ultimate GPP weapon. Uh, BMW, BMW is uh, is the uh, ultimate driving machine. BMS, Boston Marcus Smart is the ultimate GPP weapon. You heard it here first, folks. Yep, he might make you
1: five cents or fifty grand. You just don't know. <laughs> like when he goes off, it's for no rhyme or reason. And everyone's healthy on this team. It's like, okay, who's gonna have the game? I, I can't tell you how many games I've actually watched in it. and it and the game Kemba's been playing really well lately. But it just looks like he gets lost in the, in the offense sometimes when Jalen wants to take his guy to the hole or Tatum wants to do his thing and play, you know, the pick and roll iso ball. It's like, where, where's, where's playmaking Kemba's role? It's tough to figure out sometimes here. So Boston's typically a team I don't go out of my way to have exposure to, but right. you might have to have a little bit on this four game right here. So what are you thinking here?
0: Well, here's the thing, because, you know, everybody's probably heard me say this before. I don't like playing Boston with at full strength. The reason being, Luch, is because I feel like I have to guess which guy's going to have the game. And yes, I do feel like in the grand scheme of things, Tatum is always the guy that you should choose to have the game, right? That's the guy we should choose. But, you know, he's 9,400. Not saying it's not warranted based on his performances. Jalen Brown's 8,100 on FanDuel. Marcus Smart is 7K flat, and Kimba is 6,800. The other night, keep in mind, this was a juicy matchup against Portland. Kimba goes off for 43. Marcus Smart goes off for 35. These are fantasy points. Jalen Brown, who was our odd man out, who was overpriced, goes off for 33 fantasy points. And then Jason Tatum goes for 53, which is kind of our guy that we feel like should be the star don't look now robert williams is still playing fairly good minutes he goes off for 29 okay which one of these stars do you need to play today i still have no clue this is why i have to stay away from boston even in a multi-entry build i don't want to play the guessing game now on a four-game slate when i'm looking at all the options we have Jason Tatum is probably the safest power forward on FanDuel there is at 9,400. So you're probably going to have to overpay for Floor on this slate for him. But I don't feel like he's a lot button yet. I want to wait for more news. But that's the logic behind why I don't want to play Boston guys on a massive slate. But I'm with you, though, Luch, on this slate they're probably in consideration due to the lack of upside we're going to have overall because of limited games.
1: I feel like we just said the same thing in our own way, which is good luck guessing with Boston every time they're on a slate unless someone's out. There it is. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Well, you know what? The Tatum thing might be true on DraftKings as well. If Giannis is out, you have Tatum at 9,400. You might have to overpay for floor. The yes. next power forward is Draymond at 7,100. Are you going to get the the Draymond who who stuffs the staff sheet? And you know what? They run so much off-ball stuff for Curry with Draymond bringing it up. Curry's got to be on for him to get all those dimes, too. A whole lot of floppy offense, man. I mean, it's, it's brilliant, really. And Draymond's one of the unicorns that could do the damn thing, too. He's the well, he's the original point forward of the last ten years, basically. He, I think of him when I think of guy bringing the ball up, you know, point forward. Guy. Not LeBron James?
0: Come on!
1: I thought that was a given. Was that a given? Well,
0: okay, yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. LeBron's the given. Draymond's our our secret, our uh, our, our secret secret sauce here. <laughs> and I, guess I, I do the- gotta say though, we, we might need a patent. So so I, I'm not sure if these guys are listening, but you know, there's a there's a company that comes out with all these. Uh, uh, fantasy shirts you know what i'm talking about there's nope. a couple they come out with all these dfs shirts like dfs slogans DFS. We, we need to send them that one in uh bms boston market smart the ultimate gpp machine i'm telling you i'll be going yeah i'll like, be going
1: or, or good luck and then just have like a, a green shirt and then have a draft green a draft king screenshot of like the boston you know roster construction with their price yeah. right.
0: or, or or we, we could have a, see there's another rabbit hole folks you're you got to enjoy this while we can or we could do an anchorman version Ooh. and just say i'm ron burgundy and have them all under it like who's 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 the anchorman i don't know <laughs> game to game i oh that's good Oh, man, that's good. If nobody makes that, man, we got to make our own. We make it to a live final. We got to bring those out. Yeah, why aren't there more
1: DFS shirts? There's so much stupid terminology. No, I'm
0: telling you, there's a company that does these shirts, if I could just remember.
1: Well, I got the shirts. I got the shirts. We need. I can do the shirts, Chief. I got, uh, that's what I do. That's part of my my real life hustle. But we got to get the slogan on there. You're
0: right. Wear. that's the company. It's RotoWare. That's cool. RotoWare has all sorts of stuff process over results. I have a gambling cross out competition pro- problem. Lineups and chill. Run DFS. Tilting. Your lineups, mine. Go to RotoWare.com and check these out. You'll, you'll see what I'm saying. I really like good we, stuff.
1: You know, it would be funny. I think we should have a shirt where, like, eat the chalk, where it's just like, my face and i'm just eating chalk you know or something like yeah. that or like the, this,
0: this one is my personal favorite because we all know about the uh the uh the the millionaire maker scandal with with the bachelor wow, and all, of course and they've got a shirt that says i double my max entries in a gpp and the o is a wedding ring
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty good
0: com, ladies and gentlemen God's uh, we, fired good. there we're giving them promotions for free. Uh, we got to get you guys as a sponsor now. Please uh, take our shirt into consideration. Uh, we, better, we better leave that alone. We don't want to get in trouble with the, uh, the company for advertising for someone else. But we might need to reach out to them about that. All right, we're out of that rabbit trail. Uh back to the I'm I'm Ron Burgundy, Boston Celtics. Yeah, let's get a Bubble Brothers shirt going. Maybe they oh man. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm ugly. That's it. My my
1: face goes on the back because I'm ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Jason Tatum. I'm on DraftKings. He's 9,400. and we were talking about overpaying for floor. I don't know. I mean, you know, are you gonna take something down with Tatum? Maybe, maybe probably not. I guess he could. But the next safest power forward is Draymond Green at 7,100. Which Draymond Green are you going to get? And even with the position flexibility, Rashawn Holmes is out. We'll talk about that. Larry Nance, too many chefs in the kitchen. Bobby Portis at 6,800. Kuzma, Harrison Barnes on a back-to-back against Phoenix. Kevin Love, uh, you know, Torian Prince, Dean Wade. Who are you playing at power? I mean, by default, you might just – Put your shoe, lace them up, Tatum. You're going in. I, that's power forward is rough. Looking at it, you know if Gallinari plays, maybe I, I play some of him. But boy, is it Slim Pickens on DraftKings Chief.
0: Yeah, Slim Pickens for sure. Uh, you know you're asking me to borrow something. And I'm telling you, the only thing I got, I got in my pocket is lint because I can't tell you who we need to play or invest in in this one. Uh, it, it probably is Jason Tatum at 9400 though. He's definitely got the highest floor. Period. So what about the Lakers side of this thing? Well, I mean, I think you know, do we still have some news there? And the reason the reason why I'm bringing that up is because well, I know Mark Gasol doesn't look like he's on the injury report. Markeith Morris, yes, that's who it is. He didn't play. Uh, not sure what they're going to do with him. And that seems like that's about the only thing that we're worried about. So not really much news. I don't think Keith moves the needle too much for me. Um, Maybe Dennis Schroeder. And, and I, I mean, look, I'm I, I'm not a big believer in Kimba's defense at all. Um, nothing, nothing against Kimba. I really love him, man. He poured his heart out in Charlotte. Um, but that that's probably about it. Um, if Drummond ever gets full minutes, man, like so let, let's talk about Andre Drummond. I feel like Drummond is in the spot where we just almost have to keep playing them every day because we might not actually know when his minutes jump from 25 to 32. And I feel like it's going to be random. They're not going to say anything. And one day he's going to play 32 minutes and put up a 60 spot in this six, 7K range. And then we're going to be frustrated because they didn't tell us. But the move is to just play them anyway every day, especially in a spot with Boston where they really have kind of got eaten up inside. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if people have been tracking this, but centers have had their way with Boston, you know, pretty much most of the season.
1: I couldn't agree more. And I'm looking at this slate. If Giannis is out, if the cards fell right and, and Drummond plays 32, 33 minutes, and we're never going to, like you said, we're never going to find that out before the game. It's just going to happen. It's not like they're going to come out and say Drummond is going to play 33 you or know, whatever. <laughs> it's just going to happen. It might not be Thursday, but eventually it's going to happen. He could lead this slate and score. It's crazy, it's but he totally could in 30 minutes, right? It could totally happen. We know the damage that he's done in 30 minutes before. Heck, we know the damage he's done in 25 minutes before. Do I want to pay 6900 for him I, on DraftKings? I don't know. But what I can tell you is on Super Draft, you don't have to worry about salary, Chief. Because on Super Draft, you can roster your favorite players without worrying about any salary cap. Check out Super Draft if you haven't already. Sign up using promo code GRINDERS, G-R-I-N-D-E-R-S, for a $50 instant deposit. $50 instant deposit. Alongside with a 50% deposit match, up to $500. So check out Super Draft. And you don't have to worry about salary, which is pretty cool. Let's However, see. on DraftKings and FanDuel, you have
0: to. Though, I, I didn't mean to mess up our our sponsor's promo, man. It's just when you said G R I N D E R S, it reminded me of that old Usher Raymond song. U S, you know what I'm talking about? R A Y M O N D. That's that's what I heard when, when you were reading that, man. The throwback. You can do a little that's singing. Like, that's him. like one of the one of the Usher originals. Like that's when he was just coming on the
1: scene. You, you you dropped a Nelly hook last week, and some of our listeners, you know, called you out on it. That's probably sounded really good. And Chief, I've been I've been watching more American Idol than I ever wanted to with my girlfriend because I'm a good dude. But you now I'm just saying, if you if you put another hook out there, I might be a tough judge. So you better get your game on. You know, keep your game on there. Right? All right, I, I'll get my keyboard set up for the next right. podcast. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> So Drummond's this wild card on this whole slate, and he's gonna continue to be a wild card on pretty much every slate until he has the big game, and then the algos catch up with his pricing. Yeah. So, yeah. So what did we say about Boston? Well, I'll tell you the same thing about Andre Drummond. Good luck. If you're playing him, I can't I can't follow you. I'll have exposure, definitely. But am I gonna play him in single entry? Depends how much of a chicken I am tomorrow
0: night, I guess. <laughs> Well, if if you're like Shaquille O'Neal, you're going to be barbecue chicken. If Andre Drummond goes 35 minutes, hey, you don't have him.
1: (laughs) All right, we got one more game here, and then we'll we'll go off on a quick tangent. Sacramento's on a back-to-back against Phoenix. So, wow, De'Aaron Fox is getting up there. 9,700 on DK against Chris Paul. Are
0: you in or are you out? Uh, I think the price is warranted. De'Aaron Fox has pretty much been putting up 50 here recently, uh, and he's got upside for more. You know, we talked about it in New Orleans. I think he put up another 60 spot. If not, it was really close. It was 58 on FanDuel. So on DK, it probably was 59-60, considering they don't take away as much. So you, if you give him two more points back, I'm pretty sure it was 60 on, on DK, was it not?
1: Yeah, he, he's, he's been a monster. And he's- <laughs> We don't know the result of the Wizards game, but I do know he had, like, 25 fans with points a half, so he was pretty much on pace uh, to crush that on Wednesday. So I just – I don't think I can play him on DK and uh, – It doesn't feel good. But here's no. what I will say.
0: We keep touting Harrison Barnes on this slate in the right opportunity. If if all these guys – or if, uh, if Rashawn Holmes is out again – Harrison Barnes is 5,800 on FanDuel. He's like our low floor play. So I feel like Tatum is a high floor play at power forward. Harrison Barnes is like our low floor play where he's probably going to get you 20 to 25 floor with upside for probably maybe 35 in this spot. I don't see him going for 40 here, but I think he can get to 35 if all the stars align. So um, I don't really want to play uh the Sacramento Kings here I'm not completely interested but they may be a necessary evil if the slate doesn't break our way uh I think Mark I think Maurice Harkless got another start tonight I'm not sure where he is on the fantasy spectrum but I mean he had back-to-back games of 30 he's doing terrible tonight okay well he's back to being Mo Harkless. you know he did the same thing in Portland pop off for a couple big games and then Everybody hops on him, and he's putting up five fantasy points the next 10. It is what it is. But on this slate, he still may be a necessary evil if he's going to start at 3,900.
1: Yeah, I'll give you the update. Through three quarters, he has two points and a board. Um,
0: He's got – okay, yeah, three points. He he, he can still salvage.
1: (laughs) Good (laughs) luck. Good luck. (laughs) There you go. uh, De'Aaron Fox through three quarters. is against the Wizards in a pace-up spot. Has shot the ball 24 times. He has 27, 4, and 5. That's all we're gonna leave you with. Um for me, boy, I could just see Phoenix laying the hammer down you know, for many reasons.
0: De- oh my god, De'Aaron Fox is at 51 through three quarters. He has five steals. Yeah. At, he's at 50. Kelly O with another big game tonight, folks. 50. Let me get out of this app looking at scores. Our guy's been
1: producing since he got dealt. That's for sure. And, and Christian Wood, even with everybody on the court together.
0: Double uh, big man. Yeah. And John Wall popped yeah, off, John too. John Wall. I yeah. got to assume Kevin Porter Jr. was the odd man out here. Got to be.
1: I don't know, but I would assume so. He's He's been tough to figure out, too. Um, okay, so i like the Phoenix side of this more if I had a pick. Uh, listen. Phoenix has been playing a bunch of lopsided games too, and Deandre Ayton has been crushing too, and he's played in a matchup against Sacramento without Rashawn Holmes. Uh, a matchup where Hassan Whiteside will probably only play 15 minutes, 6700 on DK. I think Deandre Ayton's an interesting GPP look, um, and I also don't even hate Devin Booker if this thing is remotely close, 8700 last two last two years against Phoenix. These are his DKP totals, 38, 34, 51, 54, 51, 42. Not bad. Not bad in those games. But uh, I like Aiton the most in this game for GPPs. Other than that, I'm with you. I, I think a big thing for me is that Buddy Heald played Wednesday. We, I, he had a quote-unquote illness. know, looks like he's better. I'm assuming he's going to also play on Thursday. So I think that really affects Harrison Barnes and his amount of touches, you know, per game and his usage, obviously. Tough for me to go back to Harrison Barnes with with Buddy Heald active. Yeah, I'm probably passing on a lot of the Kings as of right now, too.
0: Yeah, I think for me, the the Phoenix, it might be value hunting. Uh, Don't look now Cameron Johnson's minutes are starting to trend up for whatever reason. Just a baby trend, you know, 23 minutes against Houston, 29 against Miami. Um, That's probably a blowout. But still, I want to put it out there because he is in an up-tempo spot here. with a team that they could handle so he could still get to that 26 27 28 minute mark um another guy that i wanted to bring up in 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 the event of a block cameron Payne. uh he's cheap uh not safe at all but these are just gpp dart throws on this slate where they're playing a team that's up tempo and if they take care of business early maybe cameron Payne can get some Garbage time run, easy layups, easy, easy, you know, mid-range jumpers, easy assist to uh, kind of close out the last quarter. Um, You know, Dario Saric is another one. Uh, He's playing very, very low minutes now, now that all these guys are bad. But I'm just saying in a blowout, you know, maybe he could pick up, you know, another two or three minutes here. Just kind of putting those guys out there because I do feel like if I had to take a stance on a complete blowout in one game, just based on the current circumstance, to me it's definitely Phoenix-Sacramento. Um, next would probably be Golden State-Cleveland. Then maybe Milwaukee-Atlanta, if all the guys from Milwaukee were healthy or, or all the – you see what I'm saying? And then Boston-Atlanta feels like fairly even, which is weird to say when Boston when Boston's, Boston's pretty much at full strength.
1: I like the calls too. Dario is center only on DK, so I'm most likely going to be out on him. Um, on a lot of my builds, Jay Crowder's in that GPP. Who knows territory too? Forty four hundred power forward only. You know, a guy who'll get you eight or twenty eight. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of uh, volatile value guys, I guess you would say, at the forward position on Sacramento. It's, it's just kind of game flow is going to dictate a lot of a lot of what happens there too. So that wraps up our four games here. What do you got for me, Chief?
0: I, th- I think we had three rabbit holes that we legitimately went down. So there you have it. Um, I think it's GPP of the day food time. Is it not?
1: It is. It is. And we we could even do two if you want. Because I got to give a shout out to our, one of our guys on Twitter uh, who follow us and giving us some food recommendations. Yeah. I got well. snow chill is his yeah man twitter yeah. handle and i know you are familiar with houston i've personally never been so he's talking about some french toast at harry's restaurant and man if you see our twitter thread it looks it looks pretty damn good so
0: oh yeah yeah I, next time i'm in houston harry's is on the list for sure um i mean i think he hit us up with some waffles if i'm if i'm not mistaken fantastic fantastic looking waffles here's where we're going today man and this is one that's a ton of fun for everyone across the country. Find your best Japanese steakhouse. Watch the performances. Let them, let them set the volcano on fire for you. Let them squeeze out the string out of the ketchup bottle. Let them do all the little tricks. And then listen, folks, enjoy the succulent chicken, the shrimp, the steak the white sauce is more importantly, the white sauce. Okay. Enjoy it. Enjoy your vegetables. It's Japanese steakhouse day. Nothing better to me uh, than going, going to grab you some of that great Japanese food from the steakhouse sitting in front of the big grill, watching the performance, kick back and relax Japanese steakhouse. Ladies and gentlemen.
1: I love it. I love the call. You know, I haven't been many places, but I'm fully vaccinated, et cetera. So, which is great. You know, I don't care what anyone's stance is on the whole thing, but it made me feel a little bit better about going out every once in a while. You know, so ironically, I went to a Japanese steakhouse with, uh, about two weeks ago, and man, was it! We went for lunch on a Sunday. The place we pretty much had the place to ourselves. You know, and man, it w- it was good to be back there. I you know since the pandemic. You know, a lot of buffets are closed and places like that. And I'm sure I'm sure there are a bunch of places like you know, hibachi's in the Japanese steakhouses that you know might have had problems with being able to do what they had to do with the protocols, but it never felt so good having that guy fling chicken at my face, you know, as part of the show. He was like, Yeah, 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 you know, dumping that sake at me. Ah oh, man, it felt good to be oh, back. And the food man. was delicious, Chief. It was so good, man. It yeah. was so good. Man, so we want to hear what you guys got for us. What are your favorite foods? What are some of your favorite spots? We're going to start compiling a list from our listeners, and we'll check the boxes, you know, whenever we can get to where we can go. And I think yeah. that'd be pretty cool. Maybe we can do a, a recap
0: at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, my local place here is called Wasabi. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Wasabi, we've got two. I've got two within uh, probably about mm, maybe two or three miles from each other. Um, but wasabi is a favorite place. They actually put bacon, crumbled bacon in their fried rice, but you don't, it's not like obvious, but it's, I think it's just there for the flavor that's in there, so it's really good. And then we've got a spot uh, further down in Charleston called Kyoto. Mm. Excuse me, and that's another spot. And Kyoto, I think, is in, in our area, not, it's not a chain per se, but I think there's one here. I know there's one in, uh, in Augusta, Georgia, I think, that's uh, well I mean it's far from here but like I remember that as a kid but yeah, yeah so find just find your local Japanese steakhouse man they're, they're all there are tons of them but they're all good absolutely couldn't
1: agree more couldn't agree more chief what is your content schedule like the rest of the week and where can the people find you on Twitter
0: yeah man I'll be on tomorrow um at uh, I think I think we'll be on at 4 15 or 4 30 for NBA covering this four game slate. Uh, got some sports card content. We've already dropped our show for the week. Uh beautiful article by my man Brennan Ruby uh, just talking about you know uh, the, the differences between a brand called Panini Prism and Panini Select and how we may be seeing a shift in focus there. That article will be out tomorrow. Um, I'm going to have an article out this week on some more playoff targets. We'll have that all sum- uh, summed up in a nice bow in our Discord chat on Friday. And... Um, That's pretty much my content schedule. Then the bubble brothers are back again at it, back at it again on Monday. So that that's where I am. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got one more. Are you on Friday's morning?
1: Man, man, it's the bubble brothers podcast. It's just me and you, man. All right. All right. So then we will catch you all again, Friday morning. And hopefully you all have some luck on Thursday nights for gamer. And hopefully we pointed you in the right direction. So for the cheap. Well, Priester. I'm Justin Carlucci. Have a great day and good luck.